Hello again, everyone, and welcome once again to another thrill-packed edition of the Chris Cast. This week, I will have a review of Cold Light of Day, starring Henry Cavill, Sigourney Weaver, and Bruce Willis. Some absurd news, some animal news, and some great news. Being that it's a brand new year, let's start off with some great news. This comes from SerialPressIt.com. Teresa Rinkenberger, mobile shower unit to be a mobile food truck. The story reads, Teresa Rinkenberger, mobile shower unit to be a mobile food truck. Instead of sandwiches, two separate shower stalls come into view. Known as the Shower Power Mobile Shower Unit, the vehicle, complete with a new paint job of blue bubbles, includes a privacy door, hot and cold water, body soap, shampoo, a sink, and a mirror. The Flowwood Realtor has started making the unit available to those who are homeless, offering free hot showers. For now, she makes her weekly stop to a park in downtown Jackson on Mondays, but she hopes to increase the frequency and travel to other areas. They are honestly just like us, but they got down on their luck, says Rinkenberger, 51. A lot of them don't wake up and say they want to be homeless. It makes you think it could be me or you, but by the grace of God, it is not. Galloway United Methodist Church's Grace Place estimates the city's downtown sheltered homeless population to be between eight and 900 people. I've been almost homeless. I've been where I could not afford anything, Rinkenberger herself recalls that as a child, she and her mother, a waitress, lived with friends for a long period of time after her parents divorced. If it were not for those people, I am 100% sure we would have been in a shelter or homeless, Rinkenberger said. That's why I never look down on anyone, and I am always humble. I cannot save the world, but I can cast a stone and make many ripples. Rinkenberger said her role as a realtor allows her to, be, to better understand those who are homeless. It does not matter what size house you buy, I get on everybody's level because I've been in everybody's role, Rinkenberger said. I've been almost homeless, I've been where I could not afford anything, so I think I've done well in getting the homeless to trust me, because I can relate to where they are in life in their life right now. Great idea. I very much applaud this lady taking a mobile food truck, turning it into a mobile shower unit for homeless people. They don't want to be dirty any more than we do, I'm sure. Their circumstances just don't allow it. So again, thank you, Teresa Rankenberger, for turning a mobile food truck into a mobile shower unit. My next article comes from today.com. It's titled, Pizza Shop Gives Its Employees All the Profits from Christmas Day. Each of the employees who opted to work on Christmas Day made over $700 in just a few hours. The article reads, One Indiana pizza place wraps up the holiday season by giving back to all of its employees. At Rockstar Pizza in Brownsburg, Indiana, owners Colby and Ron Matthews staff Christmas Day on a volunteer basis, but at the end of the day, whichever employees work to get to, work to, get to split the day's profits. This year, seven employees staffed the pizzeria, and Colby said that each person took home more than $700 after their local community inundated the shop with orders. They always do well, but this year it really caught on. And they had a huge turnout this year, Colby told Today Food, explaining that the staff had originally planned to be open from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. At 3 o'clock, the phone started going crazy, and finally, at 6.30, the staff called us and asked, is there any way we can turn off the phones because we have 60 orders to make? 
At 6.30, they were like, we cannot accept any more orders. Colby said that she promotes the Christmas tradition on social media every year, but they've never seen a response like yesterday's. They make a lot more than I could ever bless them with as a bonus, she explained. It ended up being a really good night. She explained that she and her husband basically donate all the pizza supplies so that they don't take a dollar off of the profits garnered on Christmas Day from the staff. They just take over the shop and whatever money is made, it's divided between them, she said. It's just a way to do more for them than we could otherwise. They worked hard and they earned it. They earned every dollar of it, and for some of them, it's a very big deal and can make a big difference to make that amount of money in that short of a time. Kobe chalked up the success of this year's Christmas sales to the growing profile of the pizzeria, which has thousands of followers on social media and has a wide, varied menu that attracts customers from all over the state. The employees always walk out of there happy, but this year was just really insane. Again, it's nice to see a business actually caring about their employees, and the fact that it's in the evening, apparently starting about 3 o'clock, they get there and prepare start taking orders they've had their christmas morning now they can go in and earn whatever they can in the time they're there uh, apparently it's roughly six hours that they're scheduled this year it was seven hundred dollars that they each got to take home so pretty amazing i've never seen a business do that and i applaud them very much once again it was rockstar pizza in Brownsburg, Indiana, the owners Colby and Ron Matthews. And while we're on the subject of pizza, from WideOpenEats.com, eating at a Pizza Hut restaurant may be a thing of the past, and if your town is like mine, you're already facing this. The article reads, Stuffing your face at the Pizza Hut buffet may be a thing of the past. The pizza chain, known for its red roof, stuffed crust pan pizza, and a supplier of countless childhood memories, is closing the doors on 500 Pizza Hut restaurants as the chain focuses on carry-out and modern delivery options, according to Food Business News. Owned by Louisville-based Yum Brands, who also owns KFC and Taco Bell, shared the news in their latest earnings call, expressing that they plan to close the locations within the next two years and replace them with, the, with express stores that you can take out or call to deliver. We are leaning in to accelerate the transition of our Pizza Hut, U.S. asset base, to truly modern delivery carryout assets. David Gibbs, President, COO and CFO of Young Brands, said according to Food Business News, This will ultimately strengthen the Pizza Hut business in the U.S. and set it up for faster long-term growth. Don't worry, your breadsticks and crispy pepperonis aren't going anywhere, just getting a bit of a makeover. The move seems to be in line with the way most fast food restaurants are going. KFC has partnered with Grubhub at over 2,300 locations to deliver their fried chicken, and two years ago, Domino's Pizza was testing delivery by drones. From a, nostalg from a nostalgic standpoint, it'll be sad to see the red roofs be torn down. Some of the most exciting dinners I ate as a child was at the Pizza Hut Buffet. So my advice, grab your family and head to the buffet one last time before they tear it down and make sure to snag a few breadsticks and a napkin to eat on the car ride home. This does bother me. Like I said, our local Pizza Hut has been a basically an express version for quite a while, and it's the reason I stopped going to Pizza Hut. When I went to Pizza Hut, I wanted to go sit down. I would order my own pizza, not necessarily get the buffet, and enjoy the pizza while I'm sitting there with conversation. 
can't do that anymore. And what dining options they had in the new store they had here, they only had bottled drinks, so you had to buy a drink every time you needed a refill. It just, it really turned me off with the Pizza Hut experience. I hate to see it go this way. Maybe one day they'll realize that there are those of us who want to sit in the Pizza Hut and eat. Until then, it's carry out or delivery. And you recall that I said I had some absurd news this week to discuss. First absurd article, Time.com gives us Kansas police officer resigns after admitting he lied about receiving, quote, pig coffee cup at McDonald's. The article reads, The police department in Harrington, Kansas, announced Monday evening that an officer has resigned after lying that a McDonald's employee left a derogatory note on his coffee cup. In a Facebook post that went viral over the past weekend, Harrington Police Chief Brian Hornaday shared that one of his officers purchased a coffee cup at an area McDonald's only to find a receipt with the words, quote, effing pig attached. In the post, which has since been deleted, Hornaday wrote the McDonald's apologized to the officer and offered a free lunch, according to a screen capture by local NBC affiliate KSNT. No thank you, he wrote. A Big Mac and large fries doesn't make up for the slur. But McDonald's later shared surveillance footage with the police department that proved no employee was involved with the incident, Hornaday said Monday. Instead, the incident was completely and solely fabricated by the police officer. Lenore Brazi, the director of operations for the franchise owner, called it a, quote, troubling incident at a Monday evening press conference. While we're glad that the evidence confirmed our evaluation that the McDonald's and our employees' crew members were not absolutely were absolutely not involved, we stand with our community in being disappointed about these actions, Brazi said. The McDonald's and its employees had begun to receive threats after the incident occurred, Hornaday confirmed. While apparently intended to be a, quote, joke, Hornaday described the officer's actions as, quote, absolutely a black eye on law enforcement. He added that he hoped the officer understands the magnitude of the black eye and that this gives the law enforcement profession from coast to coast. Exactly. There are enough great cops out there that can't get, catch a break because of these cops that are ridiculously making up lies like this one or that are actually bad cops. So please remember, we do not need to blame all police officers for the ones that are bad there are very good cops out there and they do want to protect us but it's also nice to know that McDonald's was not responsible for this none of its employees actually did this but just the the fact that this officer decided to fabricate a story one condemning McDonald's and two, trying to make himself look better, apparently. All it ended up doing was making him look terrible. But also, the threats that occurred to the McDonald's is another point of interest in the fact that you should really get to the bottom of a story before you start accusing anybody. News reports what's out there. It's not always the truth. As they keep digging, they find the truth which is what happened here. So please do not rush to any kind of judgments on anybody because of a news article. 
get all the facts first. Next in the absurd news column from LGBTQNation.com, the far right thinks Burger King's Impossible Whoppers will literally turn men into women. They think eating a plant-based burger will cause men to grow boobs, decrease the size of their genitals, and cause sexual confusion and homosexuality. Fans of the right-wing media are spreading the untrue and somewhat transphobic rumor that Burger King's plant-based Impossible Whopper contains enough of the female hormone estrogen to make cisgender men grow breasts. The rumor started because of an article written by James Stangle, a South Dakota veterinarian, and printed in Tri-State Livestock News, a publication that opposes plant-based meat substitutes as harmful to livestock farmers' businesses. Stangle wrote, An Impossible Whopper has 18 million times as much estrogen as a regular Whopper. The Impossible Burger is made partly of soy, a protein-rich pro protein product of soybeans which contains high concentrations of isoflavones. Isoflavones belong to a class of compounds generally known as phytoestrogens, which are similar in function to human estrogen but with much weaker effects, according to the Washington Post. New York University nutrition professor Mar Marion Nestle told the publication that Asian men and boys have been eating large amounts of soy for centuries and, no, they do not grow breasts. Any guy who might grow breasts in response to eating large amounts of soy could just have an extremely rare sensitivity to phytoestrogens, she adds, but that hasn't stopped right-wing publications and commenters from repeating Stangle's lie. Conservative news outlets like The National File and MichaelSavage.com have republished articles repeating it as fact, and far-right Twitter users are amplifying the lie with some occasional transphobic comments. Again, get the facts before you pass judgment. I've been a vegetarian since I was 19. Nothing has affected me. Nothing. I have never grown a breast in my life that was a woman's breast anyways. Just the regular ones that I'm supposed to have. So... Again, get the facts before you start passing judgment. Next, from the San Francisco Chronicle, sfchronicle.com, woman saved after mouthing help me to McDonald's workers in Lodi. Again, McDonald's coming out on the good part here. Very positive light on them. It says, workers at McDonald's helped rescue a woman who mouthed the words to help me as she pulled up to the drive through window in Lodi, summoning police who arrested the passenger in the vehicle. The woman had initially entered the restaurant just after 2 p.m. on Christmas Eve, asking employees to call 911 and urging them to hide her. After using the restroom, the woman then returned to the counter and tried to place an order but was stopped by the suspect, Eduardo Valenzuela, according to the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office. He then demanded she return to the car and use the drive through where she silently begged for help at the window. Deputies responding to the call pulled, over, pulled the car over. Valenzuela reportedly had been violent in the past and had told the woman to take him to visit his family and threatened to shoot her. A firearm, stolen out of state, was located in the trunk of the car, the sheriff's office said. Valenzuela was booked for criminal threats, stolen property, and fell in, pos in possession of a firearm. The woman was shaken up but safe, officials said. The McDonald's on W. Banner Street is listed among the National Safe Places National Safe Place locations, which provides a safe place for youth or others to go when they need shelter or help. 
Thank you to our team for handling this appropriately and to the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office deputies who are constantly serving and protecting our community, said Golden State McDonald's, which owns the restaurant, in a Facebook post. We are proud to be in support with both a safe place and all of our law enforcement. So again, all those people who were mocking the sanctuaries and safe spaces and all this, here is proof that a safe place location is an important thing and definitely needs to be considered. Stop mocking people needing safety because you never know what somebody else's situation is. And again, a huge thanks to the the cast or the crew of the McDonald's for helping out when needed. And I hate to go from a business doing so great to admonishing a business, but that's exactly what's going to happen here. This from businessinsider.com. I just don't call out sick anymore at all. New report says Walmart punishes employees for taking sick days. Walmart, the single largest employer in America with 2.3 million employees worldwide, has come under fire for its attendance policy. Based on conversations with Walmart employees and results of a survey of more than 1,000 current and former Walmart employees, Worker Advocacy Group, A Better Balance, issued a report Thursday claiming the retailer has punished its workers for taking sick days and time off to care for loved ones and violated a number of worker protection laws, including the Family Medical Leave Act. Walmart should fully comply with the law so that no one is illegally punished for a disability-related absence or for taking care of themselves or loved one with a serious medical condition. Dinah Baxt, founder and president of A Better Balance, the advocacy group that prepared the report, told the New York Times. Among the complaints A Better Balance received, employees have said they are afraid to call out sick. They've been penalized and even fired after taking sick time, and they face financial ruin as a result. Randy Hargrove, a spokesperson for Walmart, issued a statement to Business Insider in response to the report. Like any company, we have an attendance policy that helps ensure our customers are being taken care of and that our associates are protected from regularly having to cover others' work duties. This policy requires that all of our hourly store associates be on time and work their scheduled shifts and managers against excessive absences. And manages against excessive absences. We understand associates may have to miss work on occasion, and we have processes in place to assist them. This includes legally protected and authorized absences, such as medical-related accommodation, FMLA leave, pregnancy and bereavement, that are not counted against our attendance policy. Associates may request a leave of absence or other reasonable accommodation at any time by talking with any salaried member of management or an HR representative. Each associate's circumstance is addressed individually in compliance with company policy and the law. We have countless Walmart associates who successfully partnered with the company to authorize their absences from work. We believe we have the right training measures in place to help communicate our attendance disability and pregnancy policies to our associates. The problem is they don't really convey it to the employees and it comes out as you will be punished if you call out sick. I've been in businesses and places where this is the case. You are not treated like a sick person who needs a day off. You are treated like an employee that they can't dare have not there. You must be at work even if you're running a temperature of 102. I've seen it myself. I'm not saying for sure Walmart does this, but I have seen this through policies that people cannot get out of work because they're sick. 
This is something we need to address in this country. Again, not saying that Walmart is wrong on this, but the report is there. Take it as you want. But all businesses really need to reevaluate their attendance policy. I understand the need to have employees there to make the business run, but I also understand the need when an employee is sick and can't get there. The employee should not be punished for being sick. Moving on, SeattleTimes.com. Do you really have to use your turn signal every time? Washington Supreme Court says yes. Drivers who have wondered whether they really have to use their turn signals every time, even in turn-only lane, may want to take note of a state Supreme Court ruling issued Thursday. In a case considering whether the state law compels drivers to use their signal every time they turn or change lanes on a roadway, the court ruled unanimously, we hold that it does. The ruling stemmed from a 2015 case in which a driver, David Joseph Brown, used his signal to enter a left turn only lane in Kennewick, but then didn't keep the signal on once in the turn lane or while turning. State troopers pulled Brown over and subsequently arrested him for driving under the influence after a breath test measured his blood alcohol content of .26, more than triple the legal limit. But that case was dismissed after a Benin County District Court judge found Brown was not required to reactivate his signal in the turn-only lane, and the troopers therefore had no reason to stop him. After conflicting decisions in Superior Court and the Court of Appeals, the state appealed to the Supreme Court. State law says drivers must use signals to turn or move right or left when required, continuously at least 100 feet before turning. Brown's lawyer argued that the inclusion of the phrase, when required, indicated there must be an occasion such as a turn-only lane when a driver is not required to reactivate the signal when, the, when there is no other possible direction to travel. The Supreme Court justices emphasized that turn signals offer safety for drivers and other people on the road. Blind corners and unprotected left turns with oncoming traffic abound, pedestrians may or may not cross streets depending on the presence of a car's turn signal, and failing to signal may lead other drivers to think it's safe to change lanes or turn themselves, wrote Justice Barbara Maz Madsen in the decision. A turn-only lane may be clear to the drivers heading in that direction, but not obvious to oncoming traffic, the justices noted. That interpretation is bolstered by cases in other states like Kansas and North Dakota, the justices found. I'm going to stop reading there because it's real simple. Here's my editorial part. It's called a turn signal because it signals your turn. If you are going to make a turn, have a signal on. If you are going to change lanes, put your signal on. It alerts other drivers to your intention. If you are turning in a straight lane, you definitely need to turn on your turn signal so the person behind you has plenty of warning and knows to slow down with you. It's not a difficult task. I don't understand why people will not use their turn signal. It is for your own safety, for your own protection, and to prevent you being in a wreck. Why not use a turn signal? That's the end of my soapbox there, but like I said, it's called a turn signal because it is to signal your turn. Keep that part in mind. I've got two final news stories this week, both about animals. 
The first one comes from the AnimalRescueSite.com blog. Carol Burnett, Bob Newhart, and other stars advocate for senior pets. Carol Burnett, Bob Newhart, Carl Reiner, and Lily Tomlin have now joined together to advocate for senior pets. They were featured in a new PSA for the Gray Muzzle Organization, which helps senior pets find homes. Many people overlook senior pets because of their age and, oftentimes, the disabilities they have. But every pet deserves a loving home, no matter their age. The actors came together to talk about their experience being seniors. Lily joked that, quote, the best thing was getting into the movies cheaper, while Bob said, quote, I'm 90, but I still feel like I am 30, except when I try to run. Bob also said that, quote, growing old is not a death sentence, because for many senior dogs it is. Many old dogs are given to shelters because their owner passed away and the family can't take the pet, or they can no longer afford their care. Often, senior dogs may need medication, surgery, or others, other help to keep them alive. But when, those, when these animals wind up at shelters, they are often euthanized because no one wants to adopt them. The Gray Muzzle Organization was founded to help provide grants to animal rescue shelters that provide care for older pets. Because of these grants, shelters are able to care for more senior pets and, in turn, hopefully find them a new home. So again, support the Gray Muzzle Organization because there are situations where... Like it says, people cannot take the pets in after their owner dies. It is a sad situation, but they just can't afford it. And when it comes to feeding themselves as well as feeding an animal and they can't do it, the, obviously they can't take the animal in. I've experienced this. My mom passed away and I took her cat in. I was able to do it. Her cat is as sweet as it can be. Her cat is still with me. And I love the cat very much. But the problem with senior animals is the people who get rid of them because they're senior animals. It's not like you would throw Granny into a shelter and possibly have her euthanized. You would keep Granny around the best you can rest homes not the best solution but it's still somebody taking care of them when you can't shelters aren't designed that way they are designed to bring in temporarily and hopefully adopt out they have time limits as to how long they can keep them there and most often senior pets get euthanized don't do that your pets love you just as much as you love them, if not way more than you love them, and they deserve every consideration in the world. I remember a few years back, Fox Network had a special with adoption of dogs on Thanksgiving week, and Betty White brought me to tears with what she had to say about not abandoning your senior dog. Senior dogs have just as much love as puppies for you. I could never, ever just give up my dog because he, he or she got too old. I would do whatever I can to keep them happy as long as I can keep them. The sad part for me is you don't get enough time. But to just abandon them because they get old, 
don't do it. And finally, uh, after that downing story, my new hero of the week. This comes from SerialPressIt.com. Director saves animals from Australia fire, takes monkeys home. Employees at the Mogo Wildlife Park in Australia scrambled to rescue animals from raging wildfires this week, with some staff taking animals home with them to save their lives. In an interview with the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, the zoo's director, Chad Staples, said some animals were relocated to safer parts of the park, while others were, be were taken home by staffers. Right now, in my house, there's animals of all descriptions in the different rooms so that they're safe and protected, Staples said. He added that not a single animal at the zoo, which has the country's largest private collection of exotic animals, was hurt during the fires. Another staffer told BBC Radio that employees were keeping smaller monkeys, red pandas, and even tigers in their homes and backyards. Larger animals, such as rhinos and giraffes, were guarded by staff and volunteers who put out nearby fires and prepared a safe part of the park for relocation. The rescue efforts come as fires have ravaged the country and are believed to have destroyed the habitat of numerous wild animals. Earlier this week, a top government official said it was possible that 30% of the koalas in the New South Wales area, numbering in the thousands, had been killed in the fires. Quote, up to 30% of the koalas in the region may have been killed because up to 30% of their habitat has been destroyed, Australian Federal Environment Minister Susan Lay said. We will know more when the fires are calmed down and a proper assessment can be made. So again, the staff of the zoo taking these animals home, keeping them safe from the fires, keeping them alive. They are my kind of people. Again, it is the Mogo Wildlife Park in Australia where, as we all know, the wildfires are raging and hopefully will be under control soon. Well, that is it for this week's news. Stay tuned in a minute. I will be back with my review of The Cold Light of Day. Welcome back. Let's get into The Cold Light of Day. I'm not going to have a long review on this film because I don't want to give anything away for those who haven't seen it. I will say the cast is very good. The star is Henry Cavill, of course, Superman. I first knew him as Sir Charles on the Tudors. His father is played by Bruce Willis. An FBI or a CIA agent is played by Sigourney Weaver. Lucia is played by Veronica, and I'm going to mess up this last name, Eschigui. Most of the rest of the cast I don't really recognize, but they all did very well in their roles. There was a lot of mystery to this. I had not seen a trailer, so I didn't really know what this was about when I watched it. The I will read the synopsis here. This is from imdb.com. After 
After his family is kidnapped during their sailing trip in Spain, a young Wall Street trader is confronted by the people responsible, intelligence agents looking to recover a mysterious briefcase. Through the movie, you don't really know what's in the briefcase, why the briefcase is important, who's good, who's bad, who he can trust, who he can't, and that's what I like. I mean, I wouldn't say Hitchcockian thriller, but it was a very good story, I thought. The ratings don't agree with me. IMDB gives it a 4.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes slaps it with a terrible 4%, and Metacritic only gave it 22. For me, I gave it 3.5 out of 5 stars. I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. There was good action. The scenes were believable. Nothing way over the top. And of course, Henry Cavill is a very, very good actor. Uh, like I said, I first found him in the Tudors as Sir Charles, and of course, Man of Steel was the role that he was most known for at this point, probably. The Superman and Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Man of Steel. He was in The Count of Monte Cristo. He was in Enola Holmes. Man from Uncle, Mission Impossible Fallout, the new series on Netflix, The Witchers, which is getting all kinds of rave reviews, uh, Blood Creek, The Immortals, Sandcastle, Hellraiser Hellworld, just a long list of stuff that he's actually been in. And I've always enjoyed him on the screen. Hopefully, you'll be able to watch this movie enjoy it like I did. No expectations going into it. I'd wanted to see this film for a long time. And again, Voodoo Cell got me. They had the six movies of Bruce Willis in a buy two for two bundle sets for $15.99. So I bought the Bruce Willis bundle and in the cold light of day was in there so I went ahead and watched it and I very much enjoyed it I will watch it again and to me that's a good sign that a movie was worth it is with if you are willing to watch it again and as always don't take my word for it go watch it for yourself see what you think hit me up on Twitter at, un at Chris underscore H 71 or on Yahoo at Chris underscore H71 at yahoo.com. Feel free to let me know what you think. But until next week, that's it. And have a pleasant new year and a whole brand new decade ahead of us. Goodbye, everybody.